I feel like I'm almost uh I'm almost honor bound to mention this. Our uh our WoW guild is number one horde guild on our server in strictly ten mans. Really? Yeah. We don't like who knew? Some one of our guild members just looked us up on some website. And we're we're number three on the server in strictly ten mans. And uh, and number one on the horde side. It's crazy. I didn't know we were so good because when we're playing, it doesn't feel like we're that good. Maybe that just means everybody sucks. But the important part, Joel, is that everybody sucks slightly more than us. Indeed. What does being like number one in the raid guild mean? That you just complete more instances? Uh, well, now everything's ranked by achievements, so oh, they that try. Is- Oh. Well, well, the achievements are like, you get an achievement for beating a boss, you oh, get okay. an achievement for beating a boss's hard mode, so it ranks people based on how many hard modes they've completed, and stuff like that. It's not like how, I mean... The well, lame things that you were talking about, like, well, if, not if you, three podcasts ago? If you want to sort of distill it to its most base level, then yes, it is, but um, they're usually things that are actually harder... And not just uh, complete waste of time. Just mostly waste of time. So Indeed. We're the best. Strictly 10-man guilt. Why do you keep saying that? Is that like a, a <laughs> because bad it's disclaimer? Like, uh, I mean, technically, yes. Like, I have to keep putting it out there. We are, we are the top of the guilds that only do the 10-man versions of instances. Because there are As guilds opposed, out there that all have the 25s? Well, yeah. 25s, I think people would consider the real progression even though it's weird because the real difficulty in the 25 mans is the quote unquote meta game of organizing 25 retards <laughs> if you yes. can get 25 people in the instance that aren't totally stupid i would say it's it's much easier than the 10 man i can't from, even imagine playing anything online with 25 people that i liked oh yeah. they're like i mean there's a solid like 10 people that I play with on a regular basis that I really like. And frankly, I mean, yeah. I, I can't even imagine gathering more than that. I can't even imagine playing with 10 people I like. Ohio! Take that, guild. So let me break it down for you. One thing that Kite Liberation did was make me wonder if I should consider the original Kite in a more affectionate light. Why? Because this one was so awful, but it yeah, but this one is like I mean I don't really know how to describe what's different about this different about this one. I, I feel less offended by the content of this kite and more offended by well I guess that's not necessarily accurate by its existence. Yeah, maybe by that it has. First of all, you saw so, the first one. So stupid. Oh my gosh! Yeah, when I said like, content, I wasn't thinking about the story. I was thinking about you know, there are allusions to to you know, um, pedophilia in this if, version well, of kite, but I you're mean, never if, like party to it. Well, if you think about the original kite, and you divorce which I don't ever if you divorce it. I mean, uh, let me preface this by saying that this is not a defense of the original kite but more an examination of its base concepts. If you divorce it from the fact that it's basically directed by a porn director and has parts that are essentially porn, which sort of taints the overall message of the show, 
the core concept is not unredeemable. Like, somebody could make a good show out of a concept where, you know, there's, there's kids that are forced to be assassins. And, like, all the pedophilia stuff that's in it, were it not creepy and possibly actually sexualized, or just actually sexualized, then, you know, maybe there's a story there. And the, the two assassin kids meet and sort of bond with each other. But, you know, the dialogue's kind of bad. And the whole show's kind of bad. So nothing could ever come of that. But <laughs> if you think of sort of the what Kite could be, and then looking back on it, imagine Kite to be that thing. Like, I don't know. It's sort of a stretch, but if you imagine what? Kite... So if you live in a delusion, Kite is better? Yeah, yes. you're right. <laughs> if you completely delude yourself, Kite is a great show. But just think about if there was a show that, like the way Kite was obviously supposed to be, but wasn't, because it was actually more like just porn, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then this show followed it, it would be so offensive. I mean, it's almost offensive... Just knowing the idea of the plot of Kite. Which, like I said, it could be a good plot. Like, these two abused kids, you know, get together after all these years of abuse and their life is miserable. And they gotta find their way. And then this fucking show comes along. Yeah. And, like, this is... It is awful. Like, Not only is it, like... Not only is it... It's kind of offensive. it, it, It sort of embraces everything that Kite was... Uh, including all the parts that Dave would excise from his memory, or at least it's like now fondly looking back on because this one is so dumb. So it embraces all that, but it adds all this other stupid crap that doesn't make any sense. It's well, like, first oh. First off, there are monsters in this one. Yeah. Well, they're not really monsters, Dave. They're mutated well, they're, people. They're people, people that get mutated into by monsters. Food, by food and, and solar radiation. <laughs> and. I mean, I guess sometimes things do this, but it's never explained why that is or why this food company essentially has like a like a like an Illuminati regime. Yeah, and like, that food company is also sending representatives to the International Space Station to tell people like, "Hey, what do you think of the food?" And somebody's well, it's like, "It's like, crap. I think it's turning me into a monster." I guess the impression is that the food was supposed to do that. Maybe they're trying to create some bioweapon, so maybe they're not just a food company. But they never say they're not just a food company. And, you know, subtlety goes a long way in all forms of media. But if this is subtle, it is, like, so subtle that no one could actually know anything. Because as it seems, it seems like... What's a food company? Like like Nabisco? It seems yeah. like Nabisco has hired goons going around killing people. Like, aside from the fact that these people mutated into monsters from the food, which we don't even know if it was on purpose or if... I if assumed it was, was an accident because that guy like doesn't really M- seem to know anything. He's like, like oh, I, I just made this great food that would keep their bone density up and it, it turned them into bone-armored monsters. And I'm like, really? That's an unexpected outcome? I don't even... First of all, how do you even qualify this as food? How could like, that be possible? Did it not go through testing? And why are they even eating a special food? Like, you guys ever heard of vitamins? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, it seems to me like in the future, 
like, if they have the ability basically just to go up to space anytime they want, which it seems like they do, sort of just on a whim, they can certainly get back from space really quick and land in the middle of the Tokyo Bay. Yeah. Um, why would they even need people on a space station? Well, like, well, that just, could be your daily commute. It seems like they can probably mimic gravity pretty well, so you don't have any issues with bone density. You don't have to make special food. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really understand that whole part of it either. Well, it's totally stupid. And this is... It's pretty much just stapled on to what would normally be the kite plot. But they've turned it into an even stupider version of the kite plot. Yeah. So they've still got, like, an underage girl going around killing people at somebody's whim. But now she has to pretend that she's stupid in the ordinary everyday life for some reason because that's what the kids want. She's like a super badass at night, but when she goes to school and to her job at the maid she's cafe... She's so clumsy. Yeah, she's so clumsy and she's so nerdy the way she wears glasses. And she's like all awkward and she doesn't know what to do. And her friends think she's really lame and she's like so ditzy. But she's a stone hard killer and nobody can know totally <coughs> why are you She's even going like, to school if you're an assassin on the side they also don't really explain why she is uh she's killing people to kill other people like she's they her sort of persona to everybody else is the angel of death because she <laughs> she kills people and then she throws a feather pillow at them yeah i thought actually when they so we're introduced to her during this tense chase scene where the cops are following a incredibly violent pedophile. Like, I don't know if pedophiles exhibit that sort of violence often. Because he's running around with a gun and then he runs into a woman's restroom and kills two people and then holds a little hey, girl hostage. He also shoots that lady's dog. Which when I saw like what was about to happen, I was like, please don't shoot the dog. And then he did it. He yep. shot, like, threw the dog into the lady. And I was like, somebody's got to kill this son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about that lady. But come yeah, on, the dog? You don't shoot the dog, It was already dog, so man. sad that its master was dying. I mean, come on. So th- there's a tense situation where he's got this little girl held at gunpoint. And that's when the main character bursts in and kills him. And then the cops run into the bathroom thinking that he's, the criminal has killed the little girl. And they find him in the stall... With a pile of feathers on his junk. And I thought they had modified the gun. So instead of exploding bullets, they were bullets that turned your junk into feathers. Which would be like a thousand times worse than exploding. Yeah. I mean, honestly. It actually like doesn't even kill him. Up. He's still alive. Yeah, he's just picking him up. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. And at first, and I thought she was supposed to be the same girl from the first one. But it seems that the say, the girl from the first one is her co-worker at the maid cafe, and nobody knows that she's the girl from the first one. Yeah. But it pretty much has to be her. Like, they never explicitly say that it is, but I don't see how it couldn't be. Well, doesn't she doesn't she talk about the assassin that disappeared? Or who, oh, no, well, that's yeah, yeah. the fat guy. When, when she's picking out guns at one point, the guy's like, you really like that gun. The best assassin we ever had had a gun like that. And then, like, 
It's like, oh yeah, what was her name? And he was like, what was her name? I don't know. I, I believe her, her name was Waitress <laughs> Upstairs. <laughs> so you don't know. Maybe he knows about her. Maybe he doesn't. It, it seems oddly coincidental that the two of them would work in the same restaurant, but we will soon learn that this show is basically comprised... Like, this girl has the worst or possibly best luck of anyone in the universe. <laughs> and when I say that, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about the very end. Basically, the middle of the show happens. Uh, there's not really a whole lot to say about it. It's like, oh, she killed some landlord of a building or something who was killing people. So that's Well, good. I love it how he, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to rent her an apartment. And he says, yes, this, this apartment has been completely soundproofed. In uh, in an attempt to make this the creepiest place to live ever. Yep. <laughs> um, also on the agenda is the cop from the very beginning of the show asks her out in a stunningly written line of dialogue, which is essentially, oh, I didn't know you were a minor, but hey, you want to go out? Also, I'm a cop. Yeah, I'm a cop, so it's cool. They'll never arrest me. <laughs> and then eventually, you know... They move on, and she is commissioned to kill the monster that has somehow gotten off the space station. Is running amok, uh, and this no, is where it didn't the- somehow get off. It was a totally aliens. I'm on your uh, your helicopter move. I didn't I didn't notice it honestly. What well, was he like riding on the bottom while they? They don't re-entered? say as much, but there's no other way for him to have gotten to Earth. Yeah, one would think. But, yeah, I never specifically saw... Like, he, like, crawls out of the bay at some point. So I guess because the ship landed in the bay, we're supposed to draw the conclusion that he came with the ship. He's probably hanging on to the bottom. If re-entry wasn't going to kill him, he's like friggin' Vin Diesel in Five Fast, Five Furious. He could just (laughs) drop back into the atmosphere. And she's... That's what drives me insane. She's shooting at it with a sniper rifle, and she's like, hmm, bullets don't work. And then she pulls out her machine pistol, and she's like, but this probably will. Well, what's even crazier is that it's not just like bullets don't work. It's like five sniper rounds that hit him in the head don't work. It's like, really? That's your observation? Bullets don't work? You could have figured that out the first time you shot him. Yeah. With the gu- like, the sniper rifle bullet... It's like ten times bigger than the, your stupid submachine gun bullet. Like, you're not going to kill him with that. Just stop wasting your time. At least use the exploding Dave, gun. Dave, she knows what she's doing. Right. I mean, but whatever. So anyway, this is where the incredibly fortuitous circumstances start happening. She kills the monster. Nobody thought to shoot it in its open mouth. I guess they're not video game players. Well, they also never I- thought to uh, kill it with fire... Uh, it's the future. Maybe you could, I don't know... Lasers. Some form. Drop a bomb on it. Just drop <laughs> something really heavy on it. Like, there's lots of yeah, options. Like a piano. <laughs> the, um, you're the future, like, space-traveling corporation. And your best job... Like, you. first of all, you sent guys up there with submachine guns to clear out a disaster on a space station. It also seems like just a bad idea to be firing guns around in a space station. Yeah. You think they'd have, like, tasers or something. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, I mean, they, they do mention that because when they're, they're on, like, the strangely uh, phallic docking tunnel, like, when they're they're escaping back to the ship, the guys are shooting. It's like, oh, crap. I just remembered the bullets are going to blow this thing up. <laughs> Oops. We're in so, space. That's right. 
Shoot. So anyway, she kills the monster, and they fall off the highway overpass they're on, and just happen to land on the car of the guy that made the space food that created the monsters in the first place. Well, they were, I mean, they were tracking the monster the whole time. They knew it was on Earth. That's why they hired her. And then, like, you know, they have a whole discussion. She kills everyone for basically no reason. Like, uh, I mean, maybe not no not reason. Not really no one reason. Of the, the, one of the monsters was her dad. Well, she kills the guys in the car because they were pointing guns at her. Yeah, they were going to kill her. But then she kills the guy who made the food. Does she? I didn't even notice that part. Oh, yeah. Well, she shoots him in the head first off, right? And then it, like, cuts away from the car, and she, there's a, a gunshot, and then she walks out. Um, well, this was so after anyway, the dude revealed that the monster she thought she just killed was, was her, her father. Yeah, like, oh, which yeah, was, that was probably, that you probably was should have kept that to, your, to yourself, dude. Yeah, in classic, classic villain fashion, he reveals he like, too much. She's like, oh, you were his daughter, huh? Pretty cool. By the by... Know who you just killed? Because I think the answer might surprise you. <laughs> but anyway, so she's just strolling home after that, and who should hold her at gunpoint but the brother of the guy she killed in the beginning of the show, who, let me mention, does not know she killed his brother. Yeah. It just so happened that she was there. So that's cool. And she disarms that guy and kills him and runs away before the cop well, who's chasing him, who's the cop that asked her out, can realize it's her. And that's fine and dandy. And then she's walking home again. It's been a pretty intense night, all things considered. <laughs> and the van that is carrying the corpse of the monster she just killed just happens to drive by her and then explode because the monster came back. Yes. It's like, th- this is a big city, guys. The chances of this happening, like, was there only one road in all of Tokyo that anyone uses? Yeah. Like, there's like, what, it's like 12 million people, 20 million people in that city? Well, I mean, they are sort of crammed against the coastline. Maybe it just goes straight up. They're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, what's your address? 24 million, the road. It's, like, it's just there's no way that, like, she kills the monster, goes home. The brother of the guy she killed catches her, not even knowing that she did it. And then she runs into the people transporting the monster again. Well, yeah, it is pretty remarkable that she manages to uh, get kidnapped by... And not only is it just a brother, he looks pretty much like his twin brother. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the same clothing. I'm pretty sure the whole brother storyline was just inserted because they animated all these scenes and completely forgot what the plot (laughs) was. And they forgot that they killed him at the beginning of the show. Like, oh, man, we just spent all this money. Well, what (laughs) if he has a twin brother with similar fashion taste and let me point out that when he he calls like the pedophile guy calls her boss yeah which is another it's like dude they killed my brother and it's like everyone this it's like welcome to tokyo littlest big city in the world well apparently there's only like five people that really live there and everybody else is just a victim yeah that sounds about right like welcome to tokyo is your name this well you're probably gonna get shot you might want to leave see you later what what was the point of the whole cop subplot anyway that guy doesn't do anything except get shot at by the brother of the guy yeah and it's pretty remarkable apparently uh they want you to believe that the assassin girl is the only person in japan that can shoot a gun straight 
because yeah. that cop and the dude are like <laughs> the two five feet from each other, stand and they must shoot like forty open. times. <laughs> yeah, they both empty their guns at each other, standing basically on opposite sides of a living room. <laughs> and nobody hits anybody. It, like, and what's more absurd is that the cop is standing behind a counter, and he doesn't duck down or anything. Well, not only does he not duck down, but he like braces his other hand, like he's really aiming now, and he still misses. The guy's like, I don't know, six feet away. It's. I understand that it's probably harder to shoot a pistol than I think it is, but I gotta think that if you're a trained police officer, you're gonna hit that dude. Yeah. As opposed to just ruin his furniture. It's like, take that pedophile. the gun around, you could probably hit him in the face with the gun. Yeah, maybe you should just throw your gun at him. Maybe you should have, like, a whole bandolier of guns that you throw at people as opposed to shooting them. He's already storing extra clips in the microwave. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's not wise. He's like, I ran out of bullets. Let me reach in the microwave and grab another magazine. (laughs) Click, click. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it really... The popcorn is an experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got sometimes you forget to take it out, and it's like, oh man, now I gotta buy a new microwave. Yeah. He, he goes but, in there, he's got a <laughs> riot shield out and bulletproof armor on. It's like, what are you doing? I'm making popcorn. It's like, did you take the clip out of the microwave? No. <laughs> Why pew, would pew, I? Pew, pew. It's like he hits you in the shoulder, son of a bitch. <laughs> Which There's like, better be some good popcorn. Uh, you know, I want to rag on him for it, but the one time he needed that gun to be in that microwave, it was there. Yeah, I mean, you, frankly, everybody makes fun of the guy that's prepared until yeah. something goes down. <laughs> you guys all thought I was crazy. <laughs> you open up his fridge, it's just rows of guns. Yeah, everything. <laughs> it's like, and then they're just actually, like a, a stack like, of cat food cans. It's like, it's I don't like even know they sell. Crazy. I don't even know they sold guns in a six pack. It's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And they're disposable. You just pull them, pull them off, just one at a time. Fire a it's couple Glock bullets, brow. throw it away. Get it's them delicious. The Glock, Glock and brow. Yeah, Glock and brow. Pistol brow. And the best part is, oh yeah, maybe that's just yeah. Everything is reversed. So then, like the guy breaks in, and tries to shoot him with a gun. He gets hit in the face with a beer bottle. <laughs> That'd probably hey, make thanks. more sense. How about a nice cold one? Pow! Thanks, barkeep. And then somebody points a beer bottle at you. You're like, whoa, buddy. Whoa. Whoa. I wasn't asking for no trouble. Easy. Let's just, just everybody be cool. You got a Nobody's license trying to that start bottle? a fight here. Yeah. Five-day waiting period before you get a beer. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, this show is so. They're going to have beer bullets and just shoot you in the mouth. I mean, Kite was bad, and this show kind of has most of the bad stuff from Kite. Except for like an explicit sex scene, uh, but it's it's not better because they just added even worse stuff. Well, it just it's really just the version of Kite that would be made in this decade, like with a totally stupid main character who sucks all the time, except when she has to kill people. But I don't know when there's like a difference between this. And say irresponsible Captain Tyler, I guess because the character they become during the day is not totally loathsome. Yeah, like well, there, irresponsible Captain Tyler re- is totally endearing. Like I don't. Yeah, that, and I mean, that's this, the difference. And that in this character, like, there's nothing inherent to the character herself that you say, like, oh my gosh, this is so dumb. 
I mean, it is kind of dumb. But at the same time, like, everybody's wandering around talking about how cute she is. And she's so cute that, you know, police officers are willing to hit on her. Uh, possibly to, even at risk of going to jail. It's like... Well, it's like when she gets the mission from the dude in the cat suit at, like, yeah. a park. And she's, like, all super badass. And she's like, the target will be eliminated. And then she, like, walks away and she's thinking about boys. And yeah. she trips over a tree branch. And falls over, and she's like, wah! Bleh, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's so stupid. I guess also, like, there really isn't sort of that dichotomy with Captain Tyler. Like, he's sort of one cohesive character, and it's all, I guess, sort of just on, like, a continuum. And this, they might as well be two entirely different persons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, the nighttime girl is super badass confident person and the daytime girl is useless in every in every respect. Oh man, I would totally make out with her. Yeah. Really? I'd be like, what "Oh, about, you're, you're so what helpless." What about the chick from the first one? She's all grown up and she's a single mother, so you know she puts out. Oh, uh, she did hospitalize a guy with a kick to the junk, which is yeah. impressive. <laughs> well, the, one of the few things that I thought was almost funny is when that guy tried to sexually harass her, and then she put, like, a pound of capsaicin in his beer. I, I was like, lol. Yes. I also liked when they were at the school in one of those scenes that basically shouldn't even be in the show because it has no purpose. But I guess it showed us that the customer at the maid cafe that she was embarrassed to be seen by was her teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which took me a second to put out. But then he's like, bag check. I guess it was because she had a gun in her bag. I was like, what the fuck do you have a gun in your bag when you're going to school? Well, there was another guy that had a gun. Like, several. Oh, so, oh it was somebody else? Yeah, she Maybe just had her books. It. And then he said, oh, good, you know, way to be yeah. number like, two in the class. Yeah, keep doing good on them tests. It's like the, the, it was like the... The classroom from the substitute is like, all right, bag check. And the first kid has condoms and beer. One is pornography. One, I think, is drugs. One person had a propane stove, like, for a camping trip. I love it. And he also, like, points out that that's the most ridiculous thing to have. He's like, what? This isn't a kitchen. It's a classroom. Yeah, and I'm but the guns. I'm certain that it's somebody like, had guns. Yeah. No, I definitely saw a gun. I just assumed it was hers. And I thought, like... He didn't check her bag because she was such a good student that he was like, oh, whatever, you're such a good student. And she's all like, please don't tell my school that I'm working at the maid cafe. (laughs) It's good money, even though I don't need it. Exactly what I'm talking about, about this show being made in this decade. Like, of course the main character works at a maid cafe. Where else could she work? Uh, and like then the the boss isn't like he's like a creepy pervert not like a sociopath like do you see what I'm saying how this show makes you look back on the the abhorrent issues with Kite and be like maybe they could have made a good show out of that (laughs) while they never could have made a good show out of this like yes sociopaths abusing children and manipulating them and then like the children you know, it does kind of read like a, a mashup of a bunch of different fan fictions about Kite. It's like, what if Kite had had space aliens in it? I yeah, mean, it's I like, like what? 
I like Where aliens the hell and space pedophilia. Aliens come in in this universe. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, it's like. That's the first what I was one so was like a super serious assassination show where she's only fighting people, and then all of a sudden, like it's all—I don't even know—bubblegum crisis or whatever, <laughs> or well, better, like the Giver. Like you, I, I started this movie, and I thought I was watching the wrong thing <laughs> because it starts out with that space station crap, and I was like, yeah. "This can't be the right show." And I was like, "I'm checking." I'm like, "No, it says kite." And then, like, eventually the title screen comes up, and I was like, I guess. Like, I don't, I guess it must be. But <laughs> If you say so, but I don't believe it. Yeah, but it wasn't until, well, once that pedophile started killing people for no reason, I was like, oh, yeah, this is Kite. Oh, it's like they're welcoming ra- me home. Just random people. That was like, it was like one of the first anime DVDs that came out. And Jared was like, oh, cut, I heard of that. And I was like, okay, let's watch it. And I was like, Wrong. hey, Jerry. <laughs> no, Jerry, no. Whatever. He's like, now i got to read some Tancho Tenge. <laughs> and I was like, why? I, mean, I guess Tancho Tenge you know didn't why. exist at you the time. You know why. People trying to defend Tancho Tenge on the boards. They're like, really, the anime, it's like, if you compare the anime to the manga, it's like, I mean, it's like the anime, it's like being shot in the penis, while the manga is like having your penis fed to a shark. <laughs> so it's so it's really not that bad. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they didn't chum you up and then dangle your balls off a boat, all right? <laughs> it's like, come on. They're both garbage. But don't you see? That's exactly what's happening with Kite and you. Like that's you're true. comparing Kite to the show. You're like, I've become this show like is like mind-numbingly stupid and doesn't make any sense. At least Kite was coherent enough to be abhorrent. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've I've, it's like, I've become like uh, I've become institutionalized. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm like, this, you start this watching Kite. So bad. Eventually, you start missing Kite. It's like that's speech from kite the Shawshank like, Redemption except every time it says walls or place you insert kite it's like it's like oh this isn't so bad it's like it's just it's so much better than kite liberation oh. what the hell who was the liberator like who chose that subtitle I don't know who was freed and from what so I guess that girl was freed from her dad her dad Maybe. seemed to like her all things considered like it seemed like they had a pretty good relationship despite what? the distance well, it's also kind of funny that, like, the uh, the dad was like, after her mom died, I had to finish my work on the space station. I'm like, wait a second. What? That's not how that conversation should go. Yeah, it's like, sorry, honey. I know mom just passed away, but... I'm going to go know, away for four years. You ever Peace play out. that game, Asteroids? Yeah. <laughs> That's me. It's like, oh, I got to shoot less. I'm pushing the ship backwards. I'm going to... Uh, there's an asteroid on my six. Yeah, it's like the conversation is like, I know this job pays less, but, you know, my wife died, so I wanted to be with my daughter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at least I have a job that puts me on the same planet as my daughter. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He chose poorly, not only in terms of his relationship with his daughter, but also Just in terms of his relationship with the rest of humanity. If, if you hadn't worked yourself to death, you wouldn't have died. Well, turned into a monster. And so then like, died. But maybe, maybe you're not dead. <laughs> maybe that's like the the sequel. That's the thing. Kite just ends. Like, 
and especially since you're watching it on Hulu, you hit a commercial break when when that happens, and you're like, oh, okay, commercial break, and then it comes back to the credits, like the end of the movie. Did you read the sh- comments? Someone's like, oh, no. this could have been pretty good. It ended kind of abruptly though, and I'm like, you are incorrect. <laughs> I was about to wrong. flame some dude what? on Hulu about kite. That's what it does to me. <laughs> One of those things you said is true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I cannot think of a show with a more abrupt ending. Like, the monster pops out of the van, and she is like, what's up, bitch? And then it's like, <laughs> the end. Like, they might as well have put a big sign that says Finn on it. <laughs> oh, man, but this does Which, ask probing questions. Like, if I like, were hit with solar... Is there going to be a sequel? No. <laughs> if I was hit with solar radiation, what kind of food would I turn into? Wait, like, I wouldn't even turn you, into a monster. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you would turn into, like, a giant chicken drumstick. It would be like a donut or something. I'd be, like, trying to kill people, and I would just, like, kind of mush into them. <laughs> like, this is kind of uncomfortable, but sort of relaxing. they just get a fire You're truck and fill sticky. it with milk. They don't, yeah. <laughs> and just spray you down. They'd be like, it's working. He's slowing down. You'd be like, ow. <laughs> no. Ow. <laughs> it is... <laughs> Yeah. Can't you people understand? It's like we that doctor was kind of chubby. Together, <laughs> like yeah. dissolving. You're like, you just dunk the donut. You can't leave it in there too long. <laughs> it's like the the bits of your donut body flow down the drain. It's uh. like, truly, the only real monster is man. <laughs> and then you fall apart, and they're like. No, I'm pretty sure Donut You're the Joel real monster. was the real monster. Donut Joel. <laughs> it's like, everybody, you want to take a vote? Who thinks man is the real monster? It's like, a, I don't know, one, one guy like raises his hand. It's like, how about Donut Joel? Everybody Everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, he, he was pretty scary, and he was eating people. Well, <laughs> He's he was, all like, now Donut eats you. He kind of oh, no, no. pressed me against the wall. I mean, it didn't hurt because, you know, he's a donut. He's a donut. So, yeah, he's soft. The powdered sugar was, like, all getting in my mouth. <laughs> he I ruined mean, my pants. I mean, I, I could still breathe, but it was, it was like, well, if it was just normal powdered sugar, I'd be okay. But it was, like, powdered sugar that he came He made me very like uncomfortable a, a for guy. probably yeah. about a half a minute. I, I wouldn't say I'm really <laughs> scarred by the ordeal, <laughs> but there was a certain level of discomfort. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Donut Joel, what love? Uh, <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm a monster. Seriously, <laughs> Just I mean, roll me, down the street. Me being a human-sized donut would only satisfy my set, my fantasy of being able to hug a donut. And it's not <laughs> yeah. sexual. It's not like that. It's just appreciation. <laughs> the only problem is that you can't eat yourself. Yeah. Like, and uh, not that you couldn't eat yourself. Like you're just your mouth won't reach, and you don't. Well, no, have it's any like arms. I don't. I don't have teeth anymore. So it's all like, donuts. So you can't so really close. chew. You just kind of oh, like mash oh. on it. <laughs> yeah, you just keep like, yeah, stretching your lips out. I'm so close. Oh, just just if I could just only bite the shoulder just a little, tiny chocolate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Kite Liberator, you suck. Yeah. If only your monsters had turned into donuts, then we could have had a show about an assassin chick taking out some donut monsters. Yeah, and it's all, I don't know, I think that this show is even more <laughs> insidious than the original Kite, because it makes you think the original Kite wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, that's an issue. 
Maybe that's, that's what issue. it is. I'm going to start They're counseling like, for this tomorrow. Is a, this is a revision of history in the present, like the only way you can really do it. It's like, well, that show wasn't really that bad because did you see this other show I made? A truly <laughs> yeah. awful. He just he went out to make the worst thing ever so that his show would no longer be the worst thing ever. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like getting your penis bit off by a shark. <laughs> Suddenly everything pales in comparison. <laughs> Oh, man. I hope that never happens to me. And by hope, yeah. I mean I'm going to take I precautions. Hope that, I hope that never happens to anyone. <laughs> if a shark ever gets near me, I'm just shooting myself right in the head. I'm going to be like at an aquarium. Yeah. Like one swims at like hip level. <laughs> Boom. Too close to my wang. He's going to bite it. I know.